Hi, friends. It's been a long time, hasn't it? I wanted to mention a few things right off the top before we have our fun, exciting episode. Um, one, I was told way after I posted it that something is wrong with my last episode. It gets cut off in a weird place, I am told. No, it was not originally like that, but it is just like that now. So if you listen to it, I apologize. Thank you for coming back. Um, Two, my podcast platform took away all commercials. So if you listen to old episodes, there may be gaps or weirdness where commercials used to be. I don't know if they're coming back or what's going on with that, despite having asked several times. So that's fun. Um, Three, I feel like my last episode, especially because it got cut off, um, may have come off like weird or like I was in a weird place. I'm fine. Um, We're in a pandemic. Everything's weird. Everyone's having a weird time. Uh, Everything's good. But, you know, just like self-care kind of comes first before everything else. So I kind of took an unplanned hiatus, but that's why it's been so long. So let's waste no more time. We have a returning guest. You may remember him from our Diane Schuler episode. His name is Lou. Say hi, Lou. Hello, friends. (laughs) This sounds very like Barney and Kumbaya. Okay. (laughs) So on this episode, we're going to discuss a murder and an alleged haunting. So let's go. Um, I just want to cite a few sources, so don't think I'm stealing anything. Um, Sources include Wikipedia, The Real Amityville documentary on YouTube, which is riveting. Um, That was so sarcastic. I think it sounds (laughs) like a lie, (laughs) right? Like I'm making it up. Um, Assorted news articles from local papers such as Newsday, famous Mm. here on Long Island. I know, very exciting. Um, So, let me set the scene for you. Amityville, New York, which is on Long Island, where returning listeners all know by now I'm from because I bring it up every episode for some reason. Uh, The year is 1974. The month is November. The day is the 13th. Ronald DeFeo Jr., sometimes referred to as Butch, entered an Amityville bar and said, you got to help me. I think my mother and father were shot. A small group went with Ronald Um, back to his home and found that his parents had indeed been shot and were unfortunately deceased. One of Ronald's friends called 911 and Suffolk County police came to investigate. They found that not only were Ronald's parents, Ronald Sr. and Louise deceased, but also his four siblings, Dawn, 18, Allison, 13, Mark, 12, and John Matthew, 9, all had died by gunshot. The parents were shot twice each and each of the the children or his siblings once. Um, According to SCPD, the victims were all found lying face down in bed. Um, So SCPD actually wound up using a neighbor's house as like a headquarters for their operation last night. I don't know if that's customary. Have you heard of that before? Is that like a normal thing? Uh, For murders, not specifically, but I know for, Just, yeah, like your for, murder expertise. Yeah. I do have friends who are on the Suffolk County Police Department, and I've heard that they'll do things like, no, uh, this is a little off topic, but they'll know like, okay, this person, this is the this is the quote unquote trap house, the drug house of the neighborhood. The trap and what, house. And what they'll do instead of obviously parking across the street in a cop car, or even an unmarked car, mm-hmm. they'll ask the next door, the, the neighbor across the street, hey, you mind if we just sit in your backyard and watch them? And they'll literally come in plain clothes and sit in their backyard and like look over the fence and just watch drug deals happen and video. Hmm. 
So You're I giving do know, away all their secrets. Yeah. They, they definitely do stuff like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, I guess it's kind of similar. It's just that, you know, the crime scene, they didn't want to, to, I guess, like mess it up. Um, well, also the seventies. Well, even collecting DNA evidence back then, like, <laughs> well, that's why it's even more amazing that they're using a neighbor's house instead of just like setting up in the living room and trampling all of the like evidence. Like stepping on puddles of blood and like tracking footprints everywhere. Cause yeah. that, shit, that shit used to happen. That's exactly why. Yeah. They stopped. And sometimes it still happens right now to this day um i don't want to go away like john mulaney has a great i love know, john mulaney john mulaney has a great like bit in one of his stand-ups about like uh before dna evidence it was like uh let's <laughs> yes. let's put a chalk outline around this body so we don't we don't forget where the body was and he's like, <laughs> he's like he's like a detective we found a big puddle of blood in the other room he's like oh gross now back to my hunch yes i remember that yeah he was like what should i do with it and he was like gross clean it up yeah. i remember that now, his, back to my hunch. In his special John Mulaney voice that I cannot replicate. Um, so, yeah. So, what I had heard, what I had heard was um, they initially were speaking to Butch slash Ronald Jr. at the neighbor's house. But I can't track down where I heard that from. Like, I'm not sure if that really happened. Um, but I heard it. So, it must be true. Um, so, anyway, they decide to take Ronald Jr. back to the station with them for quote, protection, after suggesting that the killings were possibly carried out by a hitman. So that was his initial story. Um, so they interview him at the station, and apparently that interview went incredibly poorly and <laughs> contained several inconsistencies. Um, the next day, Ronald Jr. confessed to carrying out the killings himself. He gave important information about where he discarded evidence, such as the rifle and cartridges he used, as well as bloodstained clothing. He then... Um, Went to work after getting rid of all the items. Just went about his day. Just another day for him. Um, but just kind of like to back up and talk about what happened prior to this. Home life at the DeFeo household wasn't exactly pleasant. Apparently, Ronald DeFeo Sr., who worked at and or ran a family-owned car dealership, was a domineering abusive figure in the home. Um, I've heard it said more than once that this was his general personality and he was an asshole to everyone, but allegedly this attitude led him to clash with his oldest son the most, so that the most kind of tension was between those two. Um, investigators had observed a lot of religious artifacts and art and things like that in the house and thought it was odd that a family that had this reputation for being religious, um, you know, had like an abusive kind of figurehead which i mean for the 70s i guess that may have been shocking but we know better now yeah no i was just right. gonna say like now we know it's like the more the bigger the crucifix in the house the bigger <laughs> the dungeon we're gonna find in the in the in the cellar it's just that's totally i don't think they found a dungeon in this case but you know maybe they were building it maybe it was just a matter of time I don't no know. just six corpses yeah <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh. I don't mean to laugh at that. That's not funny. Um, <laughs> she said as she continued to laugh. Um, yeah, so apparently in the community, many people assumed from the outset that Ronnie did it. He was known to be into drugs, gambling, fighting, all the fun things that you do in Amityville, I guess, right? Um, but while all this is going on, just so we are all aware and in the loop, Ronnie was only 23 or 24 when he killed his whole family using a rifle while they slept. So it's just a just a spring chicken, 
So. Was it a rifle or was it a shotgun? I thought I, I always thought it was a shotgun. Um, I see rifle. Yeah, it, yeah it, I see rifle twice. That's what I'm saying. Um, I think it was. I think I say what kind of. Yeah, no. Thank you for that. That's a good segue to this part. So he was trying to use a defense. So after he was like, yes, I did this thing. He was trying to use a defense that he blacked out. But there's something interesting about this, um, though. So a 35 Marlin was used in the killings. I'm not a gun expert. Is that a rifle? Yeah. Do you know? Mm -hmm. It is? Marlin okay. So, so it's a rifle. These are supposed to be very loud right so while investigating the murders investigators said the sound could be heard for four to five blocks so they're testing it you know outside to hear um but no neighbor had heard anything so that's very odd naturally um because it obviously happens like that's mm -hmm. where it happens but no one heard anything um one neighbor did claim somewhere around the time of the killings he heard a dog barking but how is it possible with the amount of shots that were fired in a suburban neighborhood where the houses are very close together, nobody heard anything? That doesn't make any sense, right? That definitely does not make any sense because I don't, I don't know if I've ever fired a, a Marlin rifle specifically, but I've fired hunting rifles. And yeah, in an enclosed space, like it's going to, you're probably going to go deaf. Yeah. Well, and you know too, um, I was going to say you said before, but we didn't say it for the, for the nice listeners about what that area is like and how close those houses actually are. Yeah. Um, like everyone has kind of like a yard, you know, but the houses certainly take you two seconds to walk into your neighbor's yard. Well, right? the famous photos from the Amityville house are usually from the rear because there is a boathouse and it's on the water. It's like on a canal. Isn't it kind of from the side though? It's, it's the like kind of the back of the house. Well, that, okay, so that's the thing. I've been to the house. I have been to that house. Like one day, I was just like on a whim. I was like in Amityville, and I was like, "Where's that house?" And I just kind of drove there because you. Why don't I go is, to the house? Yeah. So when you park on the street, oh, yeah, there's the front of the house, and the front of the house is odd. There's a front door, but it's like one of those front doors you can tell like no one uses. You mm -hmm. know, it's like just like almost. It's not for show, but there's like grass in front of it, and then you, it's like one of those houses where you can tell the driveway. There's a side door. That's the door people are going in and out mostly. There's a big, I mean, last time I was there, it's like five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. a broad iron gate around the whole house, but literally, okay, so if you're facing the house, so you're left, the right side of the house, but you're left, the next house is right up, you know, the gate is there and then there's a house right there. So it's like, that's how yeah, it's very close. On the right hand um, side, there's a driveway and another house. So when you look at it from the back, I know, because I, I was also thinking like, oh, from the back, it looks like the house is kind of like, has a giant piece of property, but that's all in the rear. Yeah. The houses are like a regular street, like right next door. So you would definitely yeah. hear something. Right. And just to side note, because you're talking about being there, I think it's really funny that everything you described, I have no recollection of. And there's a reason for that. I once dated a person who lived on that street mm. and it was probably like 3 a.m., and he pulled up in front of the house um, so that the passenger side was, like, close to the house. He threw my door open and proceeded to tell me about <laughs> the house at, like, 3. So it's dark, you know, and I was, you know, I've always kind of been, like, into spooky stuff and, like, horror stuff. But that really freaked me out. And I think I blacked out because I don't remember anything about <laughs> the features of the house like nothing and everything you described i'm like oh sounds good i'll see that in a picture like i saw it in person i have i have no memory of that um 
but anyway, moving on. So there was speculation, moving on from the closeness of the houses, about maybe more than one person being involved on the murdering end, right? Um, because of the position of all of the bodies, especially, it's been said this was like a more systematic thing or killing because of everyone being in the same pose. So they thought that was like an interesting thing. Um, or the fact that like, once you kill the first person, no one else got up out of bed. Well, right. And the thing I, one of the things that I find weird, like it's all weird. Everything about this case is weird. Um, by his own admission at some point, Ronnie had a close-ish relationship with all of his siblings. So if that's true and you're angry at your dad, like, why are you killing your whole family? You know, like, do, why, why do we need to take it to that level um, at all? But, so, yeah. So, there, um, so the speculation had been that his sister Dawn may have been involved. Um, they said that Dawn DeFeo's clothing had unburnt powder on them, which indicates she may have fired or handled a rifle that night, you know, with the powder being unburnt. Mm -hmm. um, so there is a theory that Dawn killed the family that night and Ronnie killed her because of it. But if that's true, why wouldn't he say that? You know, I don't love that theory. Like I heard it and I was like, meh, I don't know. Um, there's some interviews with him rolling around out there. There's not like a ton, but... He does seem, he seems relatively sane to me. Like, I'm not, like, a psychiatrist or anything. Um, obviously, someone who does something like this, they're not, like, right. But mm -hmm. he seems, like, when he talks, like, he seems okay. So. Yeah, I saw, like, I saw one interview with him, I think, and it was from the 90s. And he was in jail. Mm-hmm. I mean, is he still alive? I think that's the same one. I think he is. I think he is. I think yeah, so, old Butch is still alive. Yeah. And but the, now the I remember the documentary I watched. It probably was on YouTube, mm -hmm. but it was one of those things that was like clearly taken from like you know A and E or like you know Discovery Channel. That's probably the one that I watched. Yeah, and I yeah. remember in the interviews, even twenty at that point it was you know whatever it was twenty years later, more, maybe more. Mm -hmm. He he had over the years changed the story a few times. That was what. Yes. That's why I think he's never, ever going to get out of jail. Because there is no. almost no real evidence that – that was the whole thing. I mean, I, I don't want to get cut ahead here, but there's, like, a lot of evidence that he – you know, like you said, there's, like, these theories. There's no solid, like, your finger's on the trigger. Here's the fingerprints. Here's the blood. There's blood. It's, like, very inconclusive. Right. But he did admit to doing it. He did. Well, and then also – and that's – no, I think it's good that you said that because there had been some talk about – devil possession when yeah. he actually went to, to court for this he actually did plead insanity right so um one account of the night was that ronnie took some drugs he watched tv and said he heard members of his family in another room talking shit about him and like conspiring against him then ready for are you ready for this apparently a woman or demon because mm. they're interchangeable or demon right <laughs> with black hands handed him the rifle that he killed his family with because you know about you know black-handed demons just handing people shit 
right? Just for fun, you know, yeah. that's a thing that happens. Um, I heard somewhere else that he had just heard voices that told him to kill his family. Um, I was going to say, wasn't there something about a dog? But that's Son of Sam. That's not a thing that happened in this case. Yeah, with Amityville, I remember, from what I remember, was that that was, and it's one of those things where, like, okay, is this what he really thinks or, you know, things happened to him? Or was it one of those things of, like, this was the 70s, and you can kind of just, like, really kind of, like, fuck with court to, like, get a lesser sentence? So you're like, oh, I was possessed by the devil. And people are like, well, I believe in that sort of thing. And yeah. Well, I think too, I think it used to be easier because I thought, I think when I first, when I took a criminal justice class in high school or probably earlier than that, because I was always reading about, you know, crime books and, and things. Um, I always thought like whenever anyone did something bad, I'd be like, plead insanity. <laughs> that sounds easy, right? It's actually very hard to prove and it's often not even accepted, but maybe back then, because I think now there's like you need specialists and things to to kind of verify like yes this person does meet the criteria for quote insanity like whatever. Um, yeah, I feel like in the seventies more so even than now and even though now it still applies like expert testimony had right. way more weight in the seventies. So if you got like some you know now this is a big case so it's not like the local therapist is going to get involved. You need like the best therapist or you know shrink in New York City to evaluate this person and basically if they say yeah he's clinically in, you know he's he's in you know insanity just it basically is a term that is a, you know it's about law like law right. sane and insane has nothing to do with like whether you are crazy or mentally ill right. it's like are you sane were you you when you did these things and if exactly. back in 1976 some like big wig you know shrink was like no he was insane they were like oh well we're gonna give him three years and you know, and then put them in a mental institution. Like, that totally could have flew. And I think that's what happened. Like, they tried to push for that because your lawyer is your lawyer. If you did it or not, they're trying to get you off. I mean, that's it. Right. No, that's exactly right. And that's a, that's a good way of looking at it. Like, it's not about whether, you know, like, by law, are you deemed, like, you at the time as opposed to, you know, Satan or a black-handed demon, I suppose. Black-handed demon, exactly. <laughs> black I mean, about, like, not that long ago, even, like, this so 70s, Go back 50 years and like if you were a woman you did something it's like she was hysterical like the word hysterical literally comes from like having a yeah. like having like female organs like did you see um there's been a lot of like memes and uh i guess tiktoks that's what the kids are doing these TikToks. days tiktoks tiktoks about um people making jokes about like men hitting on women and women rejecting them but like in the olden days and then the men being like oh i think i saw you turn a dog into a baby before yeah. and like well i'm gonna tell them that i saw that because you're a witch like you know anyway probably funnier if you see it um don't take my word for it go check it out wherever on the tiktoks that may be but i mean um, back then like what, what what was the criteria for which we're gonna tie your hands and feet you can do throw math. you we're gonna math. throw you in a pond if you float, you're guilty and we're going to burn you. If you sink and die, you're innocent and your soul will be saved. You're dead. Like that's yeah. what your choices were. It seems like they didn't really think that all through. Or they yeah. did. They were like, listen, we don't want this chick is a problem. <laughs> reading books and she's talking back. So let's tire. Let's put a rock in her pocket and throw in a pond. If yes. she can tread water long enough, we're going to just burn her and have a yeah. big show. And if she dies, then we'll say she's innocent. 
and we'll clear her name, but we never just see her again. <laughs> That's that's horrible <laughs> you look at stuff now and i mean i mean it's the same like so like now fast forward that's t- you know 200 years ago 300 years ago now it's 1976 here's a religious 1974 74 i'm sorry <laughs> and they are religious and think about the climate of just america in the 70s right Catholicism and christianity Jew- people were more orthodox whatever their religion is than they are now right. so you start throwing around terms like demon and possession and the devil people are like you know what maybe you know what like there's still that shit still flew and yeah mean, that shit still flew 100 percent. people are like oh I, yeah he might have been possessed yeah no certainly um oh almost knocked my drink over can't have that um sorry i had to save the alcohol that was very important so History versus Hollywood.com tells me in 2002, Ronnie gave an interview where he recanted, recanted, recanted is not a word, um, his wild testimony about possession. So he took it all back. He took the black handed demon back, which she was probably very offended by, whether she was a lady or not. Um, he said that his parents were just abusive and he killed his family while he was drunk and high on heroin. That's what, that's where it, we ended with that. Um, so textbook long island story <laughs> scenic long island um so ronald ronnie butch that's his name i made for him now ronnie butch. Um, is serving six consecutive late sentences at the green haven correctional facility in upstate new york which i've never heard of i've never heard of that place before um so here's an interesting thing as well you know being from here is some local local stories you know people who know people you know um, a friend of mine, her dad was actually a Suffolk County officer at the time of this. Mm-hmm. And he was actually on the scene that night and was told to guard the crime scene. So he's in the house. which is insane. Um, they did remove the bodies by that time. So he wasn't like in there with them, which, you know, whatever. Um, but I can't imagine just like the energy from that just happening. It must have been so scary and crazy. Um, and I believe, I'm not sure, I didn't verify this information, I'm not sure if he had one or both of his children by that time, but so, you know, being a father and standing right down the hall from a room where a bunch children. of children were murdered, that must have been rough, you know, I can't imagine. Um, I mean, I just, I always think about whenever, you know, whenever I listen to either some of your episodes, especially when it's talking about like, or just like in general, you know, I'm not a true crime fanatic as yourself and, and some of your other listeners but i did it is uh it, it is one of those things where certain cases i don't care whether you're into horror or true crime it just just pull like like the diane like the uh diane Schuler, yeah diane Schuler. that i watched the documentary probably four times in a weekend it sticks with you that one read, sticks yeah, yeah. read the read, read the uh, sister-in-law's book Ugh. I was in. I was like, just like, I need to know every detail because I am going to crack the case. <laughs> like, I just like, you just get sucked in. And right. this is one of those ones where, you know, when you told me you want to do this episode, I was like, hey, I don't, should I watch the movie? You're like, don't. There's like 12 don't. movies. There's, like you said, you watch something on YouTube. As we've learned in our, in the pandemic, there's 
probably you probably shouldn't be trusting all too many YouTube documentaries. This, you know what I mean? Like it's lots of information, but not a lot of facts. There right. are some facts, but I wouldn't trust it. But this is famous, especially here on Long Island. And you have to like, I try to put myself in the mindset of like, it's the early seventies, six people are just been murdered and you're not as desensitized as we are by oh the news or, or, you know, or, or, or just in the past 20 years, not even before even Facebook. Like, yeah. So that was like the, like the whole collective town slash Long Island slash probably most of the country is like focused on this, this thing that just happened. Like it totally yeah. consumes the news and everyone, every it's like now, unfortunately six people got killed where you might see it as a post, on abc.com right instagram and then within five hours it's over yeah i don't know what's happening i'm not following it i don't care no this kept going this was a this was a big deal and to the point where there's movies and stuff and i think what spawned all the lore is that i love that word the lore yeah the lore now what was it now i always like try to think like who who was the first one was was he, he as he sobered up like oh how the fuck do i explain this and came up with that, you know um the the demon story or is it because he was religious was it because he knew it would fly or because again these people were as you said in the beginning very religious and as far as and i don't want to offend anyone like the black-handed demon story i've heard the opposite of that have you ever heard someone who's like and again, I'm not, I don't want to call anyone out. Oh, I want to trigger anyone, but like, where's this going? I, well, I've known like, all right. So I've known people who are like either very, very, very religious, mm-hmm. specifically like, you know, born again, Christian, or like someone who's like converted from like Catholicism or Christianity to like a ultra version of that. Sure. And I've heard that story, but like, again, in the opposite fashion where someone told me a story and I don't want to say their, their name because like they, they might hear this and they do live. Somewhere. I was gonna. I was gonna say, was it me? No, no, it wasn't you. Okay. <laughs> like, I had a friend in college tell me, like, because he was doing this, like, proselytizing, like, trying to get everyone. We were bad, drunk kids doing smoking the pots or whatever, and he was trying to like <gasps> Not convert the pots. us over. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he said, "Oh, my mom was on a train station one time, and someone tried to mug her. It's New York City in the '80s, and she like hit her face." So like, please, please, I don't want this to happen. Like she said, like, this is the story. Yeah. And two hands appeared in front of her with just money in them. Like, like $20 bill, $5 bill, change, you know, just okay. assortments of money. And the voice said, take what you need. And she took enough money to like get on the train or something like that. Right. Okay. And I was like, and I remember hearing that story. Like, so this like angel hands appeared out of like nowhere. Like no one, appe- no one was there, but like God's hands appeared out of thin air and angel hands life. with money okay but i heard but then years later i heard that story from someone else so it's like one of those stories that yeah. like re- ultra religious people try to tell dum-dums to get them to become <laughs> their, their you know what i mean yes and so the black hand thing i guarantee if you we google that which we're not gonna do right now but we're please not, we're not gonna do, do it. it at home play you play play true crime time the home game <gasps> google black handed demon slash possibly woman and see what comes up. And I guarantee you there's like multiple stories of something like that. That's interesting. I never even thought of that. I kind of want to Google it, but I'm, I'm scared. I'm yeah, afraid. but I'm just saying like that's, that's one of those things where it's like 
And then think about it. So this happens, <laughs> this, 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 this multiple, you know, mass murder, essentially. This guy kills his whole family. Yeah. Drugs. He sure did. Most likely the culprit is drugs and just bad decision making. There are mysteries, though. How do you fire a rifle in a house and not, you know, you know what I mean? Like, let's say someone in my house starts shooting a rifle. I might not wake mm-hmm. up for the first shot. But as you're going through the house, if I'm like number four on the list, I'm going to get up. Like if my smoke yeah. alarm goes off, I'm getting up. If someone fires a rifle 12 feet from me, I'm probably going to wake up. Yeah, I mean, someone I say. will. So the fact that no one moved does make it have that mysterious element to it. Which well, yeah, I'm like sure. there was like a weird like sound bubble like in the house. Yeah, like I don't know. Kept the sound out of. Not only did the people in the house not hear it, but neighbors said they didn't hear it. Yeah. So it also it makes me go back and forth. I play devil's advocate with myself. I go, okay. Either A, something supernatural happened. No one in the house moved. They all were face down, so they just were laid there as he went from room to room and killed them. No one heard it. Or, typical Long Island, people hear noise and they just don't give a shit. And they're just like, what is that? And they is just, that fireworks? Yeah. yeah. Well, now it's, <laughs> now it's definitely fireworks now. Yes, but it is. You would think the next day or they get interviewed by police, they would say, like, yeah, I heard something. Just even, even people, you know how Long Island is and suburbs in general – even if they heard nothing, someone's going to say, yeah, I heard something. And just to be a, you know, just to be like a, you know, a, 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 a whatchamacallit, I don't know, what to, like, a, like a nosy Nelly or whatever you want to call it. Like a, you know what I mean? So for some, for people to say they heard nothing, like yeah. what, they lie. So there is definitely some weird, that's why, again, the, the, the lore, there's a, million, yeah. there's a bunch of movies. I guarantee you there's like, thousands of youtube documentaries like well so so that's interesting that you brought that up because because now we're going to get into the more of the haunting aspect of it okay did i jump the gun did i like really no no that's good you're actually doing like what like everyone just so everyone knows we didn't plan this it's just working out that you're giving me really good segues into other things so thank you very much for that um so george and kathy lutz were the next owners of the house. They moved in in December of 1975, which is way too soon to way move into a murder cool. house, in my opinion. Um, so he says, George Lutz says, that he and his family were aware of the history before they bought the house, and they discussed it, and they decided that they could be okay living there. Which, okay. And in the, in the movies, they always talk about, like, money. Like, I think they had money problems. The house was cheap. Like, whatever. Um, Mistake. Yes. <laughs> if my house, if I, if I'm, if I'm going to buy a house and there's a leaky pipe, I'm backing out. Let alone it, like, <laughs> one leaky pipe and you're eight out. Eight months before it was a homicide uh, scene, yeah. like a yes, with many deaths. Um, but apparently, within the first few hours, they had an incident where their dog almost died by trying to jump a fence, and his leash was too short, which is horrible. But they didn't elaborate, so I'm assuming the dog was fine. Because um, I need to think that so I can keep living my life. Um, like murder of people is one thing, but animals, like I can't, I can't. <laughs> anyway, so a priest came to bless the house the first day and told them uh. allegedly, allegedly not to use a certain one of the bedrooms because he got a bad vibe. Uh. And I don't think he used the word vibe. That, that's the word I'm using. Imagine a, like a priest is like, hey man, I have a vibe. bad vibe about this room. Like just don't, just don't use it. Um, <laughs> apparently, in this room, though, he heard a voice telling him to get out. So that's oh, something boy. that you've seen in, in movies and, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But if I heard a voice telling me to get out, I would say that would probably give me a bad vibe as well. So I, I get that. Um, at least, at the very least, a bad vibe. <laughs> at the very least. Um, within the first few days, George claimed he would wake up at 3.15 a.m., um, which is also the same time the murders occurred. So he got sick. He lost weight. He started to change. And if any of you have seen any number of the Amityville horror movies that have been made, they show that there. That's like a staple of every movie. It's like how the the man of the house kind of slowly starts to like send into madness and he has like an attitude. He's being very snappy and like shitty to people. Um, but maybe here's something we haven't considered. Maybe he's just an asshole. Yeah. That's right? possible. That could be. Right? So... There was something, he also said, like, he could never get warm. He was always cold, and he would always go outside and be chopping wood. So, you know, just, like, normal things, like, when you just are constantly chopping, maniacally, like. Yeah, not a day goes by where I'm not <laughs> outside just chopping my wood for my furnace. Yeah, that sounds personal. Um, apparently, also, they had swarms of flies <laughs> um, in the house, which is a weird thing to happen in the winter, which is apparently when they moved. So, their daughter, this is a <laughs> this is a funny thing, and, like, no one's going to get this because it's, like, a personal thing anyway, but their daughter apparently had a ghostly fat pig entity <laughs> as a friend named Jody, right, which is also a nickname of my dad's, so that's weird because he kind of falls into the same category of, anyway... That's not funny to anyone else. The um, timelines don't match up, though. Otherwise, it would be very interesting. They do, though. My dad was around. He was around in the 70s. He but he was alive. He was alive. But what if he was just, like, peering in some, like, girl's window and being like, I'm Jody. Do you want to hang out? Like, like just in their closet. <laughs> for, for a good six-month period, he just was in this closet. Like, my mom, like, he went missing sometimes. We didn't know where he went. So we, it could happen. Like, we don't know. Um. Anyway. <laughs> So Jody would apparently talk to her. So this is, again, her ghostly fat pig entity. That's how it's been described. Um, Jody would talk to her and tell her she was going to live there forever, which freaked everyone out, right? Uh, which I would imagine. Uh, they would also hear f screams and footsteps at night, and temperatures would fluctuate wildly. So here's something else weird. Um, apparently toilets would turn black china would turn black those things those happenings came straight out of george lutz's mouth i don't know what that means or how it's even possible like was it just time to clean them um and he's like oh my god they're black like maybe just clean them i don't know um yeah, that's odd i mean that's definitely a <laughs> physical like you know like because because so you know how obviously how you know second hand and third hand and all that yes so like and he, he said that like it might have started like it was the toilets were changing color the china was changing color or and then it became like all of a sudden the toilet's black yeah like, you know what i mean so like i i i do so like in my head i'm i'm, I'm taking i'm gonna let you finish going through all the details thanks kanye I'm, yeah and then in my and then in my head, <laughs> i'm making little notes yes about like so the devil's advocate again where i'm like okay these are all creepy things but also it's could be you know my me being the devil's advocate of haunting stuff this <laughs> devil's advocate okay um 
so that's basically like the the gist of their of their experience in the house the family doesn't really talk about what happened to them the last night that they were there but apparently it was bad enough that they fled in the early morning hours in january 1976 never to return Ooh, very dun, creepy. Dun, dun. um so they moved in with kathy's mother that's the mom that we didn't really mention that much so i just wanted to remind you and they took steps to have the house investigated so here's some weirdness um the defeos so remember we're calling back to before the mm -hmm. defeo family um nope I got that wrong. I wrote it wrong. So the Lutzes, that's the family who moved into the house. Yep. They hold a press conference. So, okay, like, whatever. That's, okay, okay, your house is haunted, whatever. But they're using Ronald Ronnie Butch's lawyer. So that's kind of weird. Um, his Sounds name is like William Weber. of interest, yeah. Right, exactly. Um, so in the documentary, I, I watched the lawyer say that... The Lutzes actually created the story and elements of the haunting with him, like from things that he said um, and after they were shown crime scene photos. Why, why would he show them crime scene photos at all? Why is that part of it? Um, I feel like that's in poor taste, definitely. Or, or another like, What agenda. are you trying to do? So uh, what I'm thinking, my first well, thought certainly. Is, yeah, my first thought is he wants to really steer them towards the demon thing because then that might help the case for Ronnie. Well, and he's like, oh, look what happened here. But, like, I feel like you shouldn't be – I mean, I guess you are, especially if you're, like, the lawyer who's handling it. Maybe he cleared it with Ronnie to show them the pictures. But, like, I feel like that's not cool. Um, Apparently, he also talked about doing books and movies with them about the haunting and set it up so that DeFeo would get a cut. So he was still trying to help him, but really, it sounds like he was trying to help himself to me. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, so there's a famous investigation, and I mean, all of this really is famous. Like, if you say Amityville anywhere, people kind of know what you're talking about. Um, but there were several known paranormal investigators who went to check out the house, such as Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are precious. If you are not familiar with Ed and Lorraine Warren, you only have to look as far as the Conjuring movies um, that are loosely based, like very loosely based on their cases. Ed was a demonologist, um, and Lorraine was characterized as a clair uh, clairvoyant slash medium. They worked together to investigate paranormal happenings, I actually found a video on YouTube of Lorraine saying, if you gave me a billion dollars, I would not go back in that house. It messed up my life and my husband's life. So that's crazy. Um, she claims to have levitated while in the house. Ed Warren said in an interview that they do not back events from the book or the movie. So they're saying like that kind of stuff didn't happen. Um, but he, what he did say was that what was in the house was worse and didn't need to be expanded upon because it was bad enough. So that's something. Um, Ed does seem to believe that Ronnie was influenced by dark spirits, for lack of a better term, and that's why he murdered his family. According to Ed, um, 
And this is not something I had heard before. About six months before the murders occurred, DeFeo Sr. had an exorcist in the house. So his point being, if this were a hoax, why would things like that have been happening before the Lutzes, before the murders? Um, he is, so he is trying to kind of make the point that something was wrong in the house before. Um, and speaking to that point, just to circle back, it's my new, my new favorite term. So before, as you recall, I mentioned my dad's, uh, my friend's dad, not my dad, having to stay in the house to guard the crime scene. Mm-hmm. Remember that part? Well, when asked about his experience, he said that he heard noises while he was in there and it felt really creepy. Um, in his opinion, he felt a presence and fear, right? Um, we're talking about a guy who was not prone to being scared of much of anything and had seen some shit in his line of work. You know what I mean? So while this certainly isn't proof of a haunting or anything, it's definitely interesting when combined with the other information, because this is not a man who's prone to like, oh, I'm, I'm scared. Like, is there a ghost over there? Like, mm-hmm. that's not this man, <laughs> right? Um, so I, I don't know. I think that's pretty interesting. And have you seen, have you ever seen footage from the paranormal investigation at the house? Yeah, when no? the, I, I've seen photos from the Warren investigation. Yes. They actually, I believe it's the Amityville house where they capture the photo of the kid peering through the door. Is that? Yes. The, oh, I forgot about they, that. They, they take pictures and they actually, in one of the photos is a Ugh. child, the face of a child, clear, the, a clear face. And yeah. of course, you have to think, is that real? Is it doctored? You know, but if they, you know, they, they said they were just snapping photos. I really forgot about that. I had a legitimate <laughs> and, shudder just now. Yes. And they caught a picture of a, of a ghost. Now, going back to like, the, so the DeFeo, so if they were there mm-hmm. and they had an exorcist, an exorcist come six months before the murders, mm-hmm. part of me thinks, yeah, they were, something was going on. For them to do that, also the other part of my head goes: they, these are superstition. You know, all the religious stuff yeah. is like a is like a a, a a bell in my brain going. These people were very most people, and again, I don't want to trigger anyone or offend anyone. Believe what you want, or you know, the world is crazy. Is are usually very superstitious. My family, not the most religious people, were Italian. And Italians tend to have weird superstitions, <laughs> and my family is no uh, 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 different. They believe, I mean, not to the point where it's like riddling them with fear, but they do believe things like there are people around us, dead loved ones, they come, right. you know, in dreams, in in the ha- you know, a door a doorknob jingles in the middle of the night. They think like, oh, grandma's here. It's like, no, the house is <sighs> an old house. Like it's not ghosts aren't coming back to fuck with furniture like it's not maybe they are maybe they like to they might be yes i agree maybe they want to feng shui some shit you don't know so my theory is that yes either there was definitely you know obviously one or the other either there was definitely a presence yeah of a spirit and the and the 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 feos knew it or felt it it obviously affected them very badly because they're all yeah i would say and then the lutzes moved in and it was still there plus the haunting of the DeFeos, you know, like they also were trapped in the house or, or in the place or whatever. Yeah. So like to, to compound it. Well, that's the interesting thing too, is like the correlation between, and again, I don't want to give like excuses. I don't know what really happened. Um, 
I wasn't there, but the correlation between DeFeo Sr. like being very snappy and like abusive to his family and Lutz, George Lutz, over time kind of stepping into that like demeanor, mm-hmm. you know, is that they could just have both sucked, right? Or True. could something have been influencing them? Like they do say, I don't know. I'm not big into like, de- I don't want to say, see, here's the other thing too. I don't want to say like, I don't believe in demons. And then I'm fucking getting haunted by a demon. Like I don't need that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to say that. Um, but it's not usually like a thing where I'm like, you know, what what's his Latin name is like to blame for bogarting someone's like body and trying to possess them. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, but, and I'm not going to say I don't believe it because I don't want to get haunted. Not no, I understand. And, and that right there <laughs> is like your superstition. Like you don't want to tempt the fates and no. say, it's not real. And then like go to bed and it's all of a sudden like your bed's moving and you're like, okay, I've fucked up. <laughs> That's like, exactly right. I, I asked for think this. It could simply be the DeFeos were super religious. Yeah, and they might have got hyper religious when their son started using heroin and becoming crazy, mm-hmm. which a lot mm-hmm. of families go through that kind of not, you know. Sure. Someone, someone in the family goes off the deep end, and they 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 the the prayer goes up, and they now the Lutzes move in. So, like, try to set the scene. If you're moving into your house, and day one of moving into the house, a priest comes to bless the house. That's not a good sign. Well, I think um, they had him come, though. They had him come, yeah. So they wanted him to come. So yeah. now put yourself in their shoes. They're already freaked out about the situation, the house. There was murders taking place, and possibly, yeah. I'm sure someone along the way told them possibly demons or possession or whatever. So now fear can yeah. actually like affect you like physically. Like So this yeah, guy's certainly. waking up in the middle of the night. He's not sleeping well, so he's not eating well. So he's becoming like sickly. And the more he's not sleeping well and not eating well, his mental illness, you know, his mental health is deteriorating. And his desire to chop wood is really getting out of control. Out of control. He's out in the back because he doesn't want to be in the house. I'm assuming that's part of it. And that's all he could think of to do outside. And now you are just mad. Like, so in my head, when I hear things like the temperature was all over the place, like, yeah, you live on the water. The house is on the water. (laughs) And it is like that. And it's 1970s. And insulation wasn't as good, you know, but yeah. insulation still to this day, most houses, it's just like styrofoam, you know, it's like pink, that pink shit in between the walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're trying to, and especially if you have a wood burning furnace, it's very hard to keep a house one temperature. I know people have wood furnaces and it's the worst. <laughs> no, I get that too. It's like, you know, there's things that like you can ask, you know, when you're going through each of these things logically, like about the temperature and he's like, well, I can never get warm. I'm like, well, have you gone to the doctor? Perhaps you are anemic, sir. Yeah, like, yes. We don't know. Iron. Yeah. You know, so it's definitely, it's weird though, because there's so many things, like if you, if you look at the Lutzes like online, there's a lot of stuff that says it was a hoax. But then there's other people who went there who were like, certainly not, you know, like perhaps it was embellished upon for whatever they were doing. Um I also think maybe the movies and the, all the like what you said before actually was 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 interesting and surprising to me when the Warren said most of what's in the movies and the books and is not true. Yes. I was like, ooh, that is interesting because you would think 
if they're just there to like sell this story to make themselves famous, why wouldn't they, you know, right. build up the movies and the books? And they didn't do that. So that's, that's kind of interesting. As well, well, I think it's also interesting considering, and I don't know how much about this, you know, but like, like Annabelle, and I don't want to like toot my own horn here, but like, I knew about Annabelle before she was a movie, everyone. Like I just knew <laughs> because Annabelle was a giant haunted Raggedy Ann doll. She was not as scary like Victorian China doll as in the movies. But so that's interesting to me that coming from someone who keeps a giant haunted Raggedy Ann in a special room in their house in a box, they're saying they're not backing what's behind <laughs> what's in the books and movies in that house. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. interesting being based on you know other things that they've like done or experienced um because they have a lot of i don't know if you have you seen any of those movies or no i did i think i saw uh one of them but maybe the conjuring is that part of that series like, yes it's a it's like the whole it's like a unit the conjuring like universe pretty much so i do recall one time i walked into our friend, my, my friend Kevin and his wife were watching. I believe it was the first one, the first Conjuring. He used to be my friend too. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember we walk in and they're both clearly little, like they were actually like freaked out. This movie's scaring them. Yeah. Doing the job. Scaring I, me. I sit down and I get to the part and uh, no spoiler, spoiler alerts coming up ahead. I guess people who never saw the, saw the movie can it's not for It's been out for like 10 years. You need to have seen um, the movie by now. Okay, everyone. The, the, the husband... Uh, of the house at this point there he's in the basement there's like you know shit flying around and it's going everything's going crazy and he picks up the bible and just starts reading latin like like he read it his whole life like fluently and starts screaming these latin verses out of the bible and i just start hysterically laughing i just did not i did not this did not have the effect on me i think the director and like Kevin and his wife are both mad at me for not being scared. I was like, this really? is so dumb. And they're like, no, this is like one of the best ones we ever saw. It's very blah, blah, blah. And I feel like horror, and again, okay, this is my biased opinion. Horror movies splash in religious stuff because they know it like hits to the core of a lot of people and makes it like either more real for them or more scary. Like mm-hmm. once, once the, once pre like, like the exorcist, when that movie came out, that movie was people were leaving the theater. They could not yeah. watch the movie. Have you watched that movie? I'm sure you've seen it. Of course I have. Don't it's be ridiculous. Hysterical. It's like one it's of the hysterical. It's like not does not scare me. Now I also have to assume, am I not scared of it? Because I was born in the eighties and by the time I saw it in the late nineties, maybe, like I was already desensitized or fr- I've seen like all the f- Friday Could the thirteenth movies and like it didn't like you know it was one of it was original for the time, right. or is it because the level of superstition that I have and my parents have are not the same? My parents grew up superstitious, and are well, still right. still superstitious. Like they like my parents have a thing where it's like if you say things like um like oh, as long as you don't get into a car accident, it's like don't even don't even say it. Don't say it. <laughs> if you say it, it's gonna happen. It's like no, don't even say it. Yeah, yeah, no, like I know. That kind of thing. Like that kind well, of like- I also think you're like different though, because I like horror movies, but I feel like you're like desensitized to them to the point where like it just has not it holds nothing for you. Like I, despite loving horror, get freaked out very fast. Like I will hi- I make like a kind of like hair curtain in front of my face that I'm doing that no one else can see, only Lou. Um 
because I'm a giant baby about it. But just a fun, I'll, I'll just say a funny thing because I saw The Conjuring in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if I told you this before. I might have. But there's a scene where a person... I'm not going to like set the whole scene. I'm just going to give you like a little bit. So a person comes like running and you don't expect it. So I kind of like did a ducking cover in the seat at the movie theater. And a lot of people like jump, you know, a lot of people jumped at the time and everything. So when I picked up my head, cause I kind of went down on one, like one of the armrests, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. like to one side, I picked up my head and I said to my cousin, Oh my God, did you hear that lady scream? And she looks at me and she goes, that was you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so sorry. That's embarrassing. Wow, um, it's like an involuntary scream. Like, you just yeah. came out of your body. And it sounded like it was far away, too. So that's like, I was like, maybe now I'm possessed. We don't really know. But the reason I asked you about the Conjuring movies is because it, they show, they do a little nod to the, to the Warrens, who ha- I believe they're from Connecticut, is they have, I don't know if it's separate or it's the basement or... Um, what it is but they have this room that is full of occult shit that they have recovered from these cases they've worked on and it's all like um like there's all like bibles and and shit to like protect the room you know what i mean because they are they feel that or they felt that because they both sadly have passed away um you know those things were safer with them than in the hands of the general public i believe it i, I can't disagree with them on that but it's it really is a room full of stuff so if you've ever seen those movies that that really exists um i think their son-in-law still gives like tours of it or something which is interesting and i think this happened a long time ago you probably don't remember but this is a million years ago when i lived at my my mom's house i was reading about the warrens on my laptop on my bed like you know how you like like you lay down your bed you look at your phone or you're like a laptop right and while I'm reading about the Warrens, my face is like almost touching the screen. Just a spider, a real spider crawled across my screen. <laughs> it was the scariest thing because also I hate spiders. Um, this ever happened. I think I told you about it or I made a, I made a post about it. And you, I think you definitely were making fun of me. You're like, yeah, I'm sure like, I'm sure that happened or like I'm sure it's because they were haunting you or something like that because you like to play devil's advocate well it's creepy now because as you were telling me the story about the spider just now a spider is crawling up my wall ew I mean it's not close to me but it's like you know it's a a little baby one it's it's not a big one yeah now you're looking I'm I'm looking around and I'm terrified yeah there's a spider in my room that is literally like he's always near me so like i'll wake up in the morning and i'll look i look up at the ceiling and i have i don't have my glasses on and i'll see like a blur blur and then all of a sudden it starts like moving across the ceiling oh no miles an hour like a spider moves i don't like that i'll come away from work and he'll like just windowsill next to my bed and i'll I'll look away and he'll just be gone i'm like what the fuck like he's just like near me like he's like waiting for me not to be looking so he can just like wrap me up in spider web and eat me oh god i have horrible spider ptsd from my father making me watch arachnophobia as a young child like i i have never been the same maybe i cannot imagine the trajectory my life would have taken had i not i love that movie (laughs) been crippled by watching that horrible movie when (laughs) i was like four 
that's oh, not that's, okay. That's too young. Oh, oh, it is. Thanks. Because it's really it's like a parody of no. They they use real spiders in that. But that's that big really, spider in the beginning, that that bit John Lovitz or whatever in yeah, Africa. It's the it's the uh, the, uh, um, the 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 Amazonian birdie yeah. spider. Yeah. yeah, I know that was a real fucking spider, and they put it in there with him, and I just can't even live. I can't even. Live. I don't want to. I don't want to exist in a world where that also exists. Like that's I can't. A, I can't stand it. <laughs> that is a large spider. Now. Yeah. So, it is. Basically, basically for Amityville, you, you, I mean, you, the consensus is like, you do, do you believe, okay, let me, I'll, I'll turn to a question. Do you believe <laughs> Thank you. that Butch DeFeo was like possessed? Like, it wasn't just like he was a junkie. You think like there was some like spirit and it caused him or took over his body and made him kill his whole family. Cause I do have to admit, I do have to admit no matter what I think or believe mm-hmm. you start shooting in a house, someone's getting up. Yeah. There's no way they're all going to, you know, it'd be one thing. It was like two of them were in their bed and the rest were like in the hallway, you know, like they were running away and he was killing them Right. And to just walk from room to room and not have a problem. Like I've, I've never fired that specific rifle, but I fired rifles before and it's it's not even if you put it to the back of their head it's not going to muffle it to the point where it's even in movies silencers are silent but in real life even silencers are not silent they're just right you can't hear them from a distance but it's not silent i just a rifle's loud right it's just it's hard because i understand i he was certainly on drugs right that's that's for sure like we know that that's a big contributor of it. We've seen many people kill people or hurt other people because they were high. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But there's no really other motive if you think about it. Right. Because it's not like there was money or, or what, like he just thought, and if, even if we go by his other story that like, you know, he heard voices or he heard them talking about him or something. Right. Right people talk shit about other people all the time. It doesn't inspire like, mur- oh my God, I thought there was just a spider touching my leg. It was my cat. Everyone, crisis averted. Everything's okay. I just Jesus. need to share that. That was terrifying. Anyway, so it's just, that's weird to me just because there's no other reason. Like what makes, what makes a person snap if someone's just like, oh my God, you see like what Ronnie was wearing today? He looked like such a, I don't know, homeless person, no offense to homeless people, but like people that happens all the time. Like, why would that be the thing to push him over the edge, especially the whole family when he really had a problem with his dad? Like, I just don't see a clear motive for the rest of it. Um, yeah, me, me neither. And also aside from this, the drugs, yeah, right. at this point, you know, in time he would have, you would think, I mean, if there's other information, yeah, he would have given it all out. I mean, you're in jail. You're never getting out. No. You know, why? Six consecutive life sentences. So in my head, I'm trying to, you know, you know, going back and forth. Was it just I'm on drugs and I'm, I mean, because I, I, I've never been on like super hard drugs like heroin or, or acid or something where like a combination 
plus depression or mental illness or just being a verbally abused and just being a, angry, I could see how that can make someone like actually, you know, it happens all like you said, people on drugs actually hurting people and then like they, yeah. they didn't away after and it's too late. Or was this a, a, a situation of like the whole family was, was on his ass about it and they might've been doing things like weird things like, you know, again, if the if that's true, and the father had an exorcist come to the house, was that like because they thought Ronnie's actions, uh, drugs and being fighting, and you know, you no, know, they're all this like there's there's this good religious family, and then yeah, he's the black sheep, and as much as it sucks to be on drugs and fighting and drinking, we know shit happens, but for a super religious family, it might seem like oh my god, this is the fucking devil. Right, no, I and I I understand that, but like, still, if you're gonna snap, like, if your mom and dad are on you, and that's like your plan, right? Mm -hmm. Your whole family, you just take out your whole family. That's weird. Like, yeah, that that part doesn't make sense. That's right. And then we look at you can look at so many other cases, like, like, you know, the Menendez brothers, right? Where they claimed their father was abusive but there was a lot of money at stake right so he killed his parents like it's like in other in other cases and other important cases there seems to be more of a defined reason for it to have happened aside from like i'm just on drugs i'm going to take out my whole family because the demon told me like well tell the demon no like tell him you're busy and you just want to watch tv and go to bed like yeah. i don't know no I, I i agree there's definitely in those cases it usually turns out pretty quickly as well pretty up you know pretty pretty fast there's ulterior motives money sex you know that kind of thing like you know oj simpson you you know that same time as them around them and then his brothers you know uh that was uh jealousy and shit like that like that's really what it was that was a crime of passion right so so yeah, that makes sense so this is not that this is clearly this is not nothing them. there's nothing to get the gain it's not like he no. and he didn't kill them and leave. You know, it would be one thing if he murdered them and tried to flee and they had they caught him like two states from here. But he yeah. went to work. And then well, that's, he goes to the yeah. bar and says, I think my family's been murdered. Like, oh, you think? But the other thing that's interesting, so like even if he's so he's on drugs, right? And I do believe that he was on drugs, but with that being the case, he still had the wherewithal to go get rid of the evidence. Like that requires a measure of like being together you know like yeah. so if like like did the demon tell you where to throw it like how did you know what to do like you know it's just kind of like yeah hiding evidence is almost like an admission of guilt basically. yeah yeah so, i would say so there are that's where that's where these weird incons inconsistencies are so it's like the act itself is almost like out of place but then you you hid the evidence you you said one thing and then change your story you know the changing of the story you know even if like let's say for the whole it's been whatever 50 years almost that this guy's been saying the same thing he's just possessed if that was the case like well what we don't know but that's not what happened the guy eventually admitted he'd killed everyone he was on drugs and you know he blamed you know, I, I could see back then he maybe for a period of time, hours or a day, was like, you know, couldn't accept that when he went back to that house and was not high anymore. Like, these people are dead and I did this. But yeah. did I? But did I do it? 
Because I, I va- like think about being fucking blackout drunk, and the next day, like, did I say that? Now imagine you're on like you know way more, and you're way more intoxicated. Yeah. And something traumatic has taken place. You killed your whole family. Could your brain even allow you to accept the fact that it happened? Well, that's what I mean. Like, if, like, how much? And I mean, we can't. This is not really something we can know. But like, how much drugs? did he do because i feel like if it was really a surprise to him that he did these things like you're saying he wouldn't be able to mentally process it or handle it and he probably would have been freaking the fuck out yeah but instead he is like much more like even though he there's inconsistencies in his story he's still kind of like oh my god this is crazy like acting like normal whatever normal is but like he's not you know like his head didn't explode or like so i feel like there had to be more of like knowing and intention for for it to have occurred like it did because how do you get yourself together like that even if it's like a an accident or like you said like a blackout like how i don't know yeah yeah if it's a blackout right and you're totally surprised like you didn't Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't intend on hurting anyone, and all of a sudden, you you know, everyone's dead, and you're like, "How did this happen?" And you know, like those guys who killed their wives and say they were sleepwalking that that old that old gag. Is that a thing? Is that, no, that's is that happened, a thing that happens that's, often. That's happened like more than once. I'm pretty sure, where people have like killed their spouse. I don't know if it's always the guy killing the wife. It does sound vaguely familiar. Yes. And then it's like I was sleepwalking, and I think one guy got off with that. You know, that was his defense. Like I was sleepwalking. It's like all right fine like just this once the next guy who says this bullshit is going right to jail right like that kind of thing and uh but i i I mean i definitely admit that i don't have the experience to to know like what but i'm sure like science or people with this experience i mean there are people i'm sure have done drugs heroin uh and alcohol just those two which are you know i'm not saying heroin's the easy but and i guarantee you there's like days weeks months they probably don't remember you know you're just not chemically you right just you're just a thing that puts gets drugs to put it inside of itself so it can like not feel sick and uh you know or, or, or again something like that i don't have the the you know the experience to know for sure right so there's like that part of it but I mean, like, like it's one of those things. It's like we can just continue for four hours more, like discuss like how <laughs> or why. And it's int- like that, that. This is what I like about true crime because when you watch the documentaries, they wrap it up for you in one way or another, or it just ends with like, "No one knows." Bye. And you're like, yeah. what? Like, what? Yeah. And because you can't just go on forever. Now, this is one of those yeah. things where it's like, again, like I'm interested. But now in it, now we're in it, and I'm like, let's call Ronnie on the fucking phone. Let's get him on the horn. Like, I just want to call let's the talk girl. it out. Just tell us what the fuck happened. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it sounds crazy, but even like with the, you know, when we did, you know, um, Diane Schuler, it's almost like the only person who knows is not here. Like right. She's gone. And that was like what made it more frustrating. Well, also, I wanted to choke her out for being yeah. an irresponsible hag but that's a story for another time and we don't condone violence on this podcast we don't 
or we like do it's just kind of like more like wink don't do the thing well we talk about mm-hmm. the aftermath yeah we don't take part wink <laughs> yeah wink you don't take part um yeah but this is a one where uh, this is a one this is one where i feel like i can't say like i can say he was on drugs but i can't speak to the rest of it like there's not it's weird there are certainly things that don't make sense about it but i can't tell you for certain like there were no ghosts there were ghosts there angry woman slash demon spirits interchangeable in his mind which doesn't say anything about how he feels about women for sure um yeah i mean it's just hard to to nail down when it's like paranormal alleged paranormal you know i mean what i'm gonna do later is oh, go, God, what you can do? like gobble go to the house Oh, no, I'm not going to go back to the house. It's, it's like <laughs> I've been drinking. I can't really drive over there. But maybe, maybe <laughs> speaking, I'll, I'll stop by. You just pull up on their lawn like Peter Griffin and just fall you out of the car? Is, I would totally, I would 100%, just based on this episode that we just, you know, we're just wrapping up, mm-hmm. would 100% just knock on the door and say, can I just come in this house? But I know I, but I won't because I know it probably happens like three times a, a month. Probably more. I've seen people, I've seen pictures when I've been looking for, you know, looking through true crime stuff on Instagram. I've seen people posting pictures, not like on the lawn, like they're not like on the lawn, but they are right at the house and they're like, oh, just decide to drop by. Like it's like a tourist spot. So they're probably so sick of that shit. They yeah. changed the windows too. I don't, I think you know that, or maybe yeah, you said that before. square windows now. Which I don't know again from being there. I know about from reading about it because I am a tiny baby when I get scared. Um, yeah, the whole front of the house looks like a regular schmegular house. Yeah, it really. And does. they put a fence, so like when you get to this, like so. The, I'm, I'm, if I remember correctly, there's a sidewalk, and then there's a fence, and there's a front door, and that front door is not. You could tell it's not even probably before it was not used. The driveway, but it just it looks. Not like, a, I mean, there's a concrete driveway. It, it almost looks unwelcoming. But I feel like the house, like, I always thought that was the front of the house. And then I saw a picture and it looks like the side of the house, like you're saying, is the front of the house. Like, that's well, what it looks like. It's not like it's the front. It's like, that feels like that where they what they use. Because the house is, like, rectangular. So there's, like, the, yeah. front, the front and the back and the side is where they go in and out. So maybe if you saw a picture of, like, that, where that door is and there's, like, almost like a... I think at one time they might have been like one of those old like half garage like you know carriage things that like people had in the seventies. It might have been there, but it's not there anymore. But I think I the, don't most see... famous, the most famous, the most famous photos are from the back, from the bay, from the water. Oh the no! Yeah, is, I've seen those. Where the dock is and all that stuff. Is that a door? See, I'm looking at a picture right now and I can't see. It looks like the side of the house that faces the street. Well, the street, the way the house is, so the street's in front of the house, but, like, where the driveway is, like, if they take a picture from that angle, it almost, like, looks like it's, uh, like, facing that, that side door is facing the street, but it's not. It's, like, perpendicular or, yeah, perpendicular to the street. Yeah, that's what I meant. I meant, like, if you actually drive up to it, it looks like, like, I always thought the side that faces the street is the front, but it's not that it's the side. Because it's, it's in a weird... I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to post pictures so you all know what we're talking about. Yeah, definitely post, haven't Googled post, them put, already. Put pictures on the true crime time. 
uh, Instagram so people yes. know what the hell we're. And I, actually, I'll find my picture and I will I'll give it to you so you can post it out there. As Are well. you in front of it doing like a thumbs up? No, no, like I, took, I took a picture from from my car. I oh. it seemed like nobody was home, and I really wanted to. I walked up to the house, but I didn't go like on the property. Do you know who was home? The demons. Jody, the giant pig entity, was home. It was either a black-fisted demon or a lady. (laughs) Interchangeable, I thought. Which I think is, that's my favorite. It's like, it was either a woman or a... Or a demon with black hands. Or a demon with black hands. Like, maybe (laughs) she was wearing gloves. Like, How do you get them confused, Ronnie? Yeah. yeah, like, I I just felt like, you know, I just feel like the whole thing is... This is one of those stories where even me, the skeptical, ultra-skeptical... Even you... Mm-hmm. Is like, well, maybe something we because like I don't <laughs> I don't believe in ghosts, but there are because most ghost story stuff is like you had to be there. Yeah. And then there's a couple, there's a handful around the world that are like, no matter what, it's there's no matter who goes there, crazy shit happens. Like crazy. Yeah. Like I remember Kevin to bring up my our friend again. He one year he had like a book of like ghosts, the most it's like 150 or 500 of the most famous ghost photos. It's a big difference in numbers. Yeah, it's like it was like it was like whatever it was. It was like <laughs> it's 150 you know, like, or 500. Or 500. Know. It's like one of those like coffee table books. You know, those like kind of large books you put in the coffee. Yes. Table. And like every picture is the most phoniest of baloney pictures. <laughs> it's like stuff from like the 20s, where it's like back then people who knew how to do double exposures and most people don't. Yeah. Have so it's like a guy in a in like literally in a sheet with holes cut out of it. But he has a hat on at like the altar of a church, and they're like, "That's the spirit of you know Yahweh." It's like that's Jim, <laughs> that's that's a guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like they, they, yeah. Or like pictures of like, look at this picture. But there are a couple. There's a handful of these like weird pictures online. I'm sure you've seen a lot of them. You're into the ghost ghoul stuff I that am. are just yes. fucking bananas. Where oh, like, yeah. people take a picture. They, according to them and according to the, you know, people at like whoever, CVS, where they get their pictures developed, <laughs> uh, there's things in the photo that were not present in the room. And they're clearly not just like smudges or like photo, you know, errors or developing errors. It's like a fucking body hanging from the ceiling. You're like, all right. that's oh, I don't of- like that. Yeah. Like there's some crazy ones. Um, yeah. That always intrigued me, but I still fight it. I still fight. I think most ghost fight stories the intrigue. is like lonely people and gullible people. And I know that's like biased, but that's what I, my dad is, uh, believes in ghosts and says, has several ghost stories. I told a few of them on that episode. You uh, sure did. Well, actually I told them for you, but I am not lonely or gullible. So what now? I what don't now? know. I don't yeah. know. I think I think it's like aliens. I definitely believe in aliens, but I feel like ninety five percent of like alien stories are just people who want to believe the thing they saw as an alien. How do you believe in aliens but not ghosts? Because I think aliens are other beings living in the universe. That's way more possible than the death. Because I look look at it like this: if there's ghosts, mm-hmm. why only are some ghosts haunting places? And like, there's been theoretically, according to scientists. A hundred billion people have lived on the planet, mm-hmm. which would mean te- that probably every inch of every space that we live in is just riddled with ghosts. Why am I not yeah. bumping into them? And why do people never see like it's always like Aunt Whoever or this guy? It's like how come George Washington's not coming through those psychic readings? Like what about that? Like, well, maybe he just doesn't want to talk to you. 
Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, but the, <laughs> like the me, like you know, the John Edwards of the world, where they have to play that guessing game, like uh, E F. Is it an F? Well, you know, that's different. I don't know. Like as far as like psychics go, I don't know if we've talked about this before, or if this is redundant, or people are bored. It's the first episode back. You're just gonna have to get over it, okay? It's a long one. It's a bonus episode. <laughs> it's a long one. It's a bonus. You've been waiting a long time. We're giving it all to you. We're laying it all on the table. We've also um, been drinking. Both of us actually been drinking. That's part of it. That's definitely part of it. Everything's fine. Um, what if what if we think we sounded really good and we listen back and it, we sound like Ozzy Osbourne? Like when Lois and Peter uh, <laughs> on the Family Guy do their band and they're singing that like hippie song and then yes. it cuts to them actually on stage like ah yeah ah, that's ah. what we sound like. I yeah. love that episode. <laughs> that's totally us um it's gonna have the lowest listens of any episode i've ever done so anyway what i was saying was about psychics like i think i think i and i think that i know that you don't believe in any of them but i think that some people possess certain abilities Mm -hmm. and i believe that most of them who say they do don't that i do agree with you i do believe there's probably like 0.0001 percent of the population who have like a thing and they can pick up on either there's actually another plane of existence and they can get at it. Or when they just kind of walk around, they're mm-hmm. picking up on what's in your – even your subconscious. You don't even know it's there or you're not aware it's there. I don't want to know what's in and there. And they're grabbing it. Because I've heard Scary. a couple psychic stories that are like beyond accurate. Like beyond accurate. Right. For the most part, it's pretty vague. You know, psychic like, you know. Uh, Sylvia Browns and those people. In the oh world. my God, she was the worst. Yeah, I mean, don't. Were... Sorry, don't hate on me for hating on Sylvia Brown, but some of her. I used to listen to her on Montel, and I used to listen to her. I don't know some old job I had. I would just like listen to her like talk on her website, and people would write in and ask her questions about things. Um, and it was always about like illnesses and stuff. And she would just tell people like cancer patients to stop taking their meds. Like, that's so irresponsible. She'd be like, and she'd always say, just take soy lecithin. That's what she told everyone. Get off your cancer meds. Take soy lecithin. Like, what? No. Like, because people people are entrusting her because they believe she has this ability and she's telling, she's killing them. I mean, she's dead now. She's not killing them anymore. But I really think that's just so grimy um she's that didn't see that coming did you sylvia the, she, i mean she was real old wasn't she or maybe she just looked old and she had that old like smoker voice that sounded like my grandma i think a lot of them play that part they like they like look at that like an old bag lady like i'm i'm mysterious and magical it's like you're just a, a you're when you're not doing this this game you're in atlantic city like like playing the slots <laughs> could be could be no, it's interesting to see, though, because there are some people, like I said, I think that can certainly uh, do things like that. Like, I had an experience. I, I will like, agree. Two... I'll let you finish, but I will agree with you. I do also agree that there are probably, most likely, people who have power. Yeah. Like, I, I've been to a couple people who have told me things that were very interesting and things that, you know, I, they wouldn't have known. And they were very specific things. I've been to several other people, like two or three other people who told me the most random, vague, like the, like you were saying, the guessing about, is there someone with like a J, like, like around? It's like, cold reading. 
you'll see a red car today. Like, no, no shit, will I? Um, but I'm saying having gone through those experiences, like, I can tell you for sure that one of them at least is bullshit. Like, you can tell, I think you can tell very easily because even though those are things I'm open to believing, I don't go in being like, oh my God, this is real. Like, I go in very skeptical and you have to impress me in order for me to, you know, put any stock in in anything. And even then, I'm still like, I take it with a grain of salt. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely people who who can do things and there are people who lie about doing things just like everything else yeah, <laughs> in, in life that is very right true. so many so many people lie about things but that's a story for another time um we should probably wrap this up i guess i mean you guys, can, i can i can go downstairs and get two more beers and we can just keep it on that's keep too it on. many beers keep it on because I, I feel i thought i'd be like way too drunk and sleepy by now but i'm not i have work <laughs> You know, in, in eight hours or whatever, nine hours, ten hours. Mm-hmm. What is time? Time's a lie. We'll do an episode about. Time. Oh boy! Oh boy! Now we're getting real crazy. What is time? Is this construct of something? I don't know. Join us for our three-part seven-hour miniseries <laughs> on time. What is that like? Whose line? Like, like <laughs> ten songs on seventy-five CDs. Join us. It's gonna be great. Just a fragment of song. Time Life presents oh my God. the 60s, all the songs you don't give a shit about. Yeah. Part one. I remember, um, no one cares about this. This is totally off topic now. But no, so don't, no one cares? Definitely tell us about it. <laughs> That's how I tell all my stories. I'm like, do you care? But I'm just going to tell you anyway. Don't. Just, just buckle up. No, um, you know those late night commercials? I remember there's always a, a Carpenter's one that would come on. And I can literally still to this day sing it in the order it occurred. Oh, and just God. like the fragments of the song and how they go into each other. Like I still remember it. It's just in my head forever. So there's a fun fact about me that no one asked about or wanted to know. So. There's definitely as a child of the, you know, uh, growing Were you going to say a child of the night? A child, <laughs> as a child of the night. But when I was like, you know, uh, we're da- I'm dating myself here a little bit, but in the yeah. 90s, when you stayed up late, <laughs> after a certain time, it was just like 30-minute infomercials. Yep. And if you were an insomniac kid like I was, yep. what would happen is you would just watch them because it was like every other channel was exactly the same. So you watch mm-hmm. like, you know, those, those exact commercials you're discussing. And there are, I do have these like, you know, those like weird memories that kind of just like pop in your brain. Yep. It'll just pop in and it'll be like the sequence of those songs, like songs yeah. like Enya, you know, and like I can uh, hear I can hear it in my yeah. head. <laughs> that's the one, yep. And you're like, oh, that's me-. and like that at the time was annoying and dumb, yes. but I was like too scared to like change the you know. You're yeah. scared? Well, not so like, all right, I didn't have a TV in my room, so I was in my living room. Uh, okay. I didn't want to make the TV too loud, and I also didn't want to move around too much because I didn't want my parents to be like, go to fuck, get the fuck back to bed, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I guess I have to just, Beavis and Butthead's over, I have to watch this now until the next thing comes on. Hopefully it's a Cinemax movie or something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, softcore porn that you oh have to God. watch even lower, whatever. Whatever you're doing when you're 13, no, no, no judgment. And like that now is like almost like a warm memory of like oh remember that remember, remember that? that enya song in the commercial it was like 15 minutes and like it would like break up it would be like 
just a just a just a, like a tracking list of track of song names going up scrolling up the screen they play like three of them and then roger daltrey from the who and some other person i don't know would pop on like that's right for just 14 easy payments of 1995 yep. you can get this 29 cd collection and just thinking about that now it's like there are people i do i work on cars all day and i open up their door and inside the door in like the little sleeve in the door mm-hmm. is like those chunks of cds in there like oh you yep. you bought that 28 years ago like good for you you still got them yeah worth every penny anyway it's a beautiful thing it's gorgeous so now after that segment that no one cared about um <laughs> so what are you so where are we landing on on the amityville thing we we think we know but we have no idea <laughs> i'm gonna say that there's a 10 percent chance of demonic black-handed lady types and 90 percent chance that this guy in his drug-fueled state wanted to kill his dad and then you know in some you know making a bad decision worse decided if i have to kill him i have Might to, as kill, well do everyone else. I have to kill everyone because i can't face them having killed dad you know what i mean yeah it might be something that simple i mean it could be yeah as far as yeah. the Lutzes go, they were just scaredy cats. That's what I think. And they, they, they literally feared themselves out of that house. They, like, freaked themselves out. It was just the man's excuse for, like, why he couldn't stop chopping wood. He had, like, an obsession, and he needed a cover story, and that's what he came up with. Um, yeah. Think? I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable in the space of, like, not really sure. I mean, it's like you're saying, clearly he was on drugs and he killed his family. But for the rest, I don't really know because of everyone else who had their their speculation. Was there something else, you know, going on? Maybe. Maybe not, you know. And I'm comfortable kind of just, just leaving it there, which is probably terribly <laughs> unsatisfying. Um, but that's that's what it is. So... You're welcome, everyone. For... Yeah. Godspeed. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, I guess I guess that's all for now. Um, and you know, I said before, it's been a long time since I've done an episode. So for all you OG listeners, thank you for coming back. <laughs> if you're new, thank you for checking out True Crime Time, where it's always time for true crime. Um, I've made many promises in the past to you all, and I never keep them, so this is what I'll say. There will be another episode at some point, um, but I'm planning on it being sooner than later, but I'm not telling you when, because I make a liar out of myself every time. Um, but that's, that's really it. Do you have anything you want to add? Any, any last words? On at the moment, no. I'm looking forward to your next episodes or episode at least. You know, the the near future, whenever that may be. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully going forward, as we either I don't know get out of this pandemic or jump right back into another one. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? Give the people a little hope. I'm hoping everything is better, and uh, in the next, you know, over the next few months and year, you're putting out more episodes. That's my hopes. Stop putting pressure on me. Uh, It's okay. (laughs) It's totally fine. Um, Yeah. All right. So I guess that's it for now. I hope you'll all tune in next time. And uh, 
TBD. Catch on the catch on the flippity flop. Yeah. <laughs>